0: Hey guys, before we get started, that typical thing we always ask smash that subscribe button. Follow us on social media. Tell your friends about us. You know, you know where to find us Instagram, internet,
1: YouTube. I
0: Facebook. always say Twitter, but like, are we even on Twitter? Like, who's on Twitter anymore?
1: I, t- I tweet every every time we have an episode. I tweet. Is it,
0: are you on X now? Is it called yeah, X? Yeah, I think
1: it automatically X'd me out, but yeah.
0: X'd, X'd you up.
1: Yeah. Man. Big time X.
0: Triple X. Um, dumb. But hey, you know, Launchpad Pod, launchpadpod.com. That's our stuff. You know it. We say it every time because we just want more of you greedy little podcasters who need validation and
1: listen to me listen to me listen to me my mom is like that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> i understand me, why me, you me. do this
0: yeah yeah right
1: <laughs> um so
0: yeah that that's why we say it so you know it's not like we're gonna stop like even if more people even if we had a million people we'd still say it so i guess i guess here we are again saying it anyway we have some fun stuff more comic-con content because Thanks everybody for for responding to it. We love hearing what you think about it. We 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 love uh sorry if we missed you at Comic-Con. I got some people who like, "I was there, you were there, we didn't meet." I was like, yeah, sorry, but next time, we're there."
1: I know? have like really the opposite. I had someone today tell me, "Oh man, listening to your episode, I'm kicking myself for not going now because like aside from like us and our stuff, he's like it sounds like it was a great con. It was like it would have been cool to be there, let alone go to our panels and talk to the people that, you know, because there are people who I, we talk with you and I talk with Rumi that we would have met up with if we'd seen or been there, you know? It would be cool to see those people and I have people like kicking themselves. All right, I gotta go next year because the way you and Rumi are going crazy about this stuff, it sounds like you guys had an awesome time. It was like, hell yeah, we did. We had like, we can't, we can't overstate how cool this was. It is now weeks after Comic-Con. Weeks. And we can't, like we're still, still, uh, it's not even tail wiggling. It is tail wagging, but like, my whole body gets all excited when I talk about it.
0: It, it was the best, absolutely one of the best. Uh, people should come, but not too many people because I liked how not crowded it was this time. It was that's like true. It was, it was crowded, but it wasn't like oppressive. And there are some years where you go where you're like, "There's too many
1: people. I hate mm, this." Yeah, that's but true. This
0: year was nice, and like we went to multiple restaurants, and they're like, "Here's a seat for you." Like we oh, never we had, had
1: that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we had excellent interview luck. Our panels went fantastic. I had yeah. great, great art acquiring luck and slash opportunities, but you're right. Maybe the, the one single category that we got the biggest victories in was just walking into restaurants and eateries and getting sat right away for decent enough meals, except for like the first night. I think the first night we had trouble. Those were the one we went to the, um, was like with, yeah, when we went to, uh, uh, Jack in the box, right?
0: Well, that yeah, that one, that was a problem. Yeah. They were like, we're out of fries. <laughs> it's like, it's a giant bin. Isn't there like a, a line that you've drawn? If it goes below this, you just no start making more, fries, <laughs> making more fries. Um, when we lived in Pasadena together at the original yeah. launch pad, you remember that um Kentucky fried chicken that was nearby, like just up the street from like within okay. Yeah, at least twice. And I don't eat much fried chicken, really. Don't. <laughs> but like once a year, you're like, you know what? I need some Kentucky fried chicken. I need that crispy, crispy, good, good goodness. And I would go up there and order... And they'd be like, We're out of chicken. Twice that happened at dinner time. And I'm like, so make more? And they're like, Yeah, I guess. So you'll have to wait like 20 minutes. Okay. I, I will, because that's your job to make chicken. Like what like at what point did you see your chicken stockpile get to a certain number and be like, well, we can't do any more orders. I guess we should just sit on our ass and not do anything until somebody else comes and is like, so more six, chicken appears. Yeah. It's it's six o'clock at night and you ran out of chicken, you should have already been making
1: more. <laughs> when you were halfway out of chicken and it was almost dinner time.
0: Like I, I it, the fact that it happened twice, I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: Just There's uh do you ever watch will you a curb your enthusiasm guy?
0: To an extent. I've seen plenty of episodes. I wouldn't say I'm like yeah, but like, if it's on, I'll laugh.
1: I love it. I I was on it for like a couple seasons. So the last couple seasons, I don't even know if I saw it to the end, but it was funny. I remember there was one thing, you know, because his whole thing is he's complaining about everything, right? Everything. Yeah. George Costanda. He went to a restaurant, and the restaurant was real busy, and they were like, I'm sorry, you know, there's there, there'll be a little bit of a wait. We're packed. And his whole thing, I forget exactly how the joke was phrased, and it'll be funnier than what I say, but his whole thing was like, if you're a restaurant shouldn't your output match the amount of tables you have like why would you put more tables than you are able to keep up with food and it makes total fucking. i mean i understand why you would do that because you want more asses and seats but like there should never be a time where your kitchen can't keep up with everybody ordering food at the same time right Yeah.
0: potentially for sure
1: that's like if you had like a gas station that had 80 different hoses, but only 40 could work at any time. Why would you have the extra 40?
0: This is why every time I go to the grocery store and there's like this forest of empty check lanes that are just abandoned <laughs> collecting dust. And you're like, who do you have working here who can use these? Nobody. Nobody. The robot. The robot. Beep, bop, beep, boop. Well, that's great. Uh, we are so far off talking. To- well, I was going to say, back- have, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to rein this one back in other than...
1: Hard um, left, hard left. that's what we say can... at Comic Con, too, right?
0: But this hard left is taking the hardest left we've ever taken. I think we are, <laughs> we are turned around backwards. I think we need to throw this thing back in reverse. Let's get on with the show. All right. I mean, let's... ignition sequence start.
2: Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine women. Let's go.
1: We have a
0: All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. Matt got a fun interview today, but uh, we got a lot to talk about. This is this is a big property. I know you. I know you're a big fan of this property.
1: Oh, I love this. I'm <laughs> I'm going to steer this whole thing all over the place because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Somebody should probably just start a secret society of assassins to take care of all these problems for me. You know, that would just
1: like all your fried be, chicken related problems. <laughs> exactly. Just <laughs>
0: maybe curve a bullet or two.
1: I was gonna say <laughs> I, I would love to have you have an assassin and be like, uh, "Why are those dildos still working at KFC?" And he'd be like, uh, "I'm out of bullets." And like, get more. <laughs> If, you're, if your magazine was running low, why didn't you put more bullets in it? You're going to have to wait.
0: <laughs> you're going to have to wait 20 minutes. <laughs> Fired. I never. I would never want to fire my own assassin. That would be a scary thing to do. Uh. Anyway,
1: yeah. We, well, you just mentioned a good assassin, and I realize I kind of stepped on your transition. So but that's what's, okay. what's a good assassin? What's a good assassin?
0: Uh, the, the, Angelina Jolie from Wanted.
1: No, not Angelina Jolie. Fox from Wanted is a fox
0: from Wanted. Oh, played by Eminem,
1: right? No, Fox was played by a girl who was not Wesley. Was Eminem?
0: Oh, Wesley was Eminem. Wesley Fox
1: was. You know uh, more
0: about Wanted than I did. I've only seen the movie and read the comic book once when we were roomies.
1: I the the Wanted comic book is one that I will read once a year, maybe, really, maybe every two years, but like hell, yeah, that is just. That's just like the John Wick, for me, that's just the John Wick taken, you know, man on fire of comics. It's like, do you want a six to seven issue run of just bitchin' action? Yeah, awesome. Like the writing is, I mean, it's Mark Miller wrote it and his writing, although I do believe some of it is hit or miss, it's usually hit for me. I'm usually on board for whatever story he wants to tell. I think that's peak level of him doing what he does well, simplified and well, but it's just like, When you watch John Wick, John Wick isn't written well. It does what it does well. And that's all you need from a badass action movie. And that's like, that's what wanted the comic was. That's not what wanted the movie was, but that's what wanted the comic was.
0: I liked that movie. I don't
1: care what anybody says. I I hated it it at first. Yeah. Because I I I love the book.
0: I hadn't read the book yet. So I saw that first and was like, cool, fine.
1: On its own merit, it actually is not bad. If you watch it, you're like, aside from the bullet-curving silliness of that and the fortune-telling loom, forget that bullshit. But the action is fun. The premise is fun. The shots and the sequences are fun. For
0: sure. When we got, when then I read the comic book, I was like, how the hell did you get this movie out of this? This comic book is, you could you could remake that completely and it would be a 100% different film. It's not even remotely the same in name only like,
1: Holy Agreed. And I, although it's, it's funny. And we talk about this a little bit in, in the interview we have coming up because we have a gentleman with us who knows wanted very well and, uh, had some interesting ideas that I got to talk to him about, about recap, not recasting, but remaking the wanted film with a new cast, new, new closer to the comic premise. um, in in the movie Wanted's defense, they weren't really making good comic book movies yet. It wasn't. It was just before that, so I can kind of see why they shied away and made more of an action film, less of a comic booky film. Um, if you Did guys you haven't see, read Top Cow's Wanted, you should yeah. check it out.
0: Did you ever see the movie Kingsman?
1: Yes, that's also a Mark Miller book.
0: That to me was closer to what the Wanted book was. Maybe a little goofier, but like at the sure, end of the day, like, sure, it's that vibe for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yep. Wanted is is. Darkly comedic. The movie or the book. The book. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Which is awesome. But we have uh yeah, we 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 have JG Jones, man.
1: He, one of the he, creators, and that's his art, his cover art, painted cover art of Wesley as the killer. That was his super villain name. That was one of those books that screamed off the comic book shelf when I was just getting into comics. I was like, that looks badass. Then I read the back of it and I was like, that's worth my $20. And for sure, it's one of my all-time favorites. It's like comfort food, you know? Like, you just want to sit down for a couple hours and read baller action with people getting cut in half and shot up and bitching badass dialogue, awesome. In like a fun supervillain world, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. And J.G. Jones's art, he's one of those guys where like, they call it storytelling by. They call it, you know, created by. It's not necessarily written by Mark Miller and and, and art by J.G. Jones. They worked together. Uh, J.G. Jones... Fantastic artist who's done so much, so much DC stuff, so much independent stuff, but Marvel stuff as well. I believe what um, some of the few first original pages I ever owned were from Wanted, including an alternate page that is not published. Uh, of a, it's got a bitch and shot of Wesley in full costume, which is very rare, including the mask in the movie and uh, in, in the comic rather. And I think it's a better page than what was printed, in my opinion. But
0: his painting covers are pretty incredible, though. Like, I mean, just just googling it, if you look up the stuff they does it's just hyper realistic super cool um i i love the way he does you know one of my favorites fantastic four he does he does a really cool drawing of the thing i, I he, he's just he's just one of a kind and his art is pretty unmistakable like when you look at it you're like wow.
1: yeah you could really get that vibe right you know if it's if it's the jg jones piece
0: for sure um he did some he did some of the why last man covers too which which i like that series that's a good one um,
1: oh that's yeah he did and they, those covers look very second and stylistic very similar to the um the Wanted covers. Um, so cool, though, to to draw that because Wanted is, you know, if you guys haven't read or watched Wanted, let, let's stick with the comic book, at least for now. The comic of Wanted. Uh, it's actually a cool story. Mark Miller's brother. Uh, Mark Miller, when he was a kid, the writer, right? Civil War. Old Man Logan. The guy who wrote all these amazing stories. Nemesis for for um, who printed Nemesis? Top Cow or Miller World? Whoever. Anyway. Mark Miller, when he was a kid, asked his brother where Superman was, because he was like, wait, I'm seeing all this shit about Superman. Where's the real Superman? And Mark Miller's brother was like, uh, all the supervillains killed all the superheroes. You didn't know that? And Mark Miller was young and impressionable enough to be like, what? And he's like, yeah, the supervillains gained control. They killed all the superheroes, and they made everybody forget that except in comic books. And Mark Miller believed it for a hot minute, and that story always stuck with him. When he grew up and started writing comics, he wrote this comic called Wanted, which was taking place in a universe, in a world, where supervillains had essentially become the new super underground mafia. They ran everything. They had pins that let them do anything, and they would get away with anything, but they were trying to keep it cool like the mafia. There was no giant costumes. There was no world takeovers. They split the world, and they owned it. And uh, The book opens with this guy who looks a lot like Eminem with shitty dreads and he's a nobody, his girlfriend hates him, everyone hates him, he gets shit on at work, and he's just this doofy white dude, and he comes to find out that his dad was the most badass killer supervillain named The Killer, and he is next in line to inherit all of his lifelong earnings and his legacy if he stops being such a dweeb and you know, runs with this, they call it the fraternity, for a while. So the fraternity takes him in, these supervillains are training him how to be badass, and he becomes badass. He's essentially like Bullseye. He can kill you with anything, unerring aim, and then, you know, great with any weapons and just an uber badass. So, that at the beginning of the book, the beginning of the series is him becoming this ultra cool fucking hero. Well, anti hero supervillain, I guess. And you come to find out that there's like multiple families of supervillains similar to the mafia. A couple of them kind of want to come up from the underground and just take the world. Over, not hide in the shadows. Not they're not content with ruling everything. They want to destroy everything. They want to stomp around. The rest of the families want to keep it down low. There's one main evil, evil call him supervillain, Mr. Rictus. He's like this melted face skeleton guy. He's pushing to end shit and start, you know, just being the supervillains they all want to be. Eventually, Wesley, the killer, has to stop him. And it's just madness. It's just head. It's like Punisher Max heads exploding. People getting punched in half. It is just so much fucking fun. It's a great book. And it's just filled with like um, generic knockoffs of characters that, you know, from the big, mostly the big two, right? Marvel and DC. There's a bizarro, uh, a bizarro ripoff named fuckwit. There's they specifically reference Superman without using his name and Batman and Robin. Actually, Um, there's so many carnages in there as a different, you know, you could tell that that's who they were modeling after. It's so cool. Um, And it's just an action romp. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to go back and read it now. Just talking about it.
0: It's also we're also in a world where I wish we could go back to it. I wish this wasn't the only story told in that world. There's plenty of yeah room. yeah, yeah. there's plenty of room for this to have sequels and other things within it that aren't tied to Wesley and his adventures, you know like that's something you know that's something that could be interesting to to talk about is like when you have a comic book and you've created this incredible world, you know kind of like the boys has done, you know, uh, Rick and Morty's done. There's so much cool stuff here. It's too bad that when this is over, that's all we get like that. Like, Mm. can we go back and explore somebody else's story throughout this world? Because it is so cool and actually really, really seeded with a lot of potential. Right.
1: Yeah. It's some really clever stuff. Like there's a big reveal at the end that I won't get into in case you read it, but you should read it. But essentially, there's a flashback at a certain point and the art of the flashback is all um like dotted like the the little circles that used to be in the old print of comic books and the Have style to, of everybody's yeah. costume changes so it really does look how comics used to look which is really really cool it's a, such a cool idea and then for me personally I read that was one of the first comics as an adult that I read so I've seen plenty of things now where flashbacks are done by different artists or in a different style or whatever but that was literally the first time I'd ever seen that literally ever in my life I thought that was so fucking cool. What a smart way to show that, you know? Um, I think it was the first Mark Miller book I read. It was definitely the first JG Jones book I read and I immediately fell in love with his art. So um, I reached out to him when we were going to comic-con cause he was going to be there. And I was like, Hey, do you want to recast the wanted movie with us? And he was down to do that. So it was cool. We got to meet up with him. Uh, he was over at essential sequentials book. Our, our buddy Jason, Schrader hooked us up there and uh it was cool to to talk with JG at the uh, essential sequential book, which was cool because they had prints and art of his all around. So it's cool to like be there with him. And I have never spoken with with JG Jones before, but he totally was down with this fun idea of like, let's talk about wanted, let's recast the movie.
0: Yeah, that was really fun. But uh enough teasing. Let's let's just throw let's throw to this interview. Hey.
1: Launchpad podcast. We are here at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. We're at the Essential Sequential Booth, and we are here with none other than J.G. Jones. Mr. Jones, thank you so much for coming hanging out with us a little bit. Thank you. Um, On a personal note, it is not an exaggeration to say that one of your comics is really a big gateway that helped me get into comics. I didn't get into comics until I was an adult. Um, I was working on a movie in New York, and I went to Midtown Comics, giant comic book store, and I'm walking around, and I'm just picking up a couple books to kill time. And I see... Your cover for the hardcover collected for Wanted, not the Assassin's Edition, which I got later. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was the one with Wesley in the costume and the mask, and I was like, what is this? And I'm flipping through, and I'm like, I read the the summary, and I was like, let's do this. And I didn't know you could be so freaking violent in a comic book. That was great. Um, Wanted, what what, what does that make you think of? How does that make you feel when you hear Wanted? Mm. Well, first, I'm very
2: happy to be a gateway drug in the comic for you. Um, Wanted was just such a great book for me. I kind of got the gig because I was a fan of. Mark, mm-hmm. and I got in touch with him, and I said, is there any way we work together? And he sent me three scripts and said, pick one. And I picked one. I thought, wow. It Did seemed like the most fun. Do you remember what the other two were? Um, American Jesus, I think, was one. Okay. And I'm blanking on the third. I'm
1: trying to think what would have been around the same time. I think you made the right choice, though, yeah. for multiple reasons. How fun was it to play in that universe? Um, play is the right word because, you know,
2: we got to just design a completely different universe. Um, and doing the design work is some of the most fun stuff associated with comics. Drawing comics is great, but designing comics is so much fun. I love it. Tell me, tell me in your own words, what's the difference between drawing
1: and designing? What's the? How do you delineate the two terms?
2: Um, well, of course they're related, but I see a lot of people who design needlessly complicated costumes. Okay. And I always think, if I have to draw this book, I don't want to draw that 50 times sure, on the page. Sure. You know, it's just like, no, hard pass, simple as best. But, um, you know, I got to draw, design a giant talking pile of crap. I would think that's an easy design though, right? Or, (laughs) is there a lot of different iterations of him? Um, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Shithead. There was one, we put a diaper on him just for fun. (laughs) I don't want to draw diaper. A completely
1: pointless diaper. <laughs> I love Wow, well, I mean that's the whole thing. But you know, that book, you had to design so many main characters that yeah. were their new character that were their, their, their characters, right? Then you had characters that clearly nods to existing characters and other publishers' universes. Right. And then you had your own stuff. But I, even getting into comics, not being well versed, I was like, this guy is drawing a dozen superheroes a panel for seven or eight panels on a page for the whole friggin' book. <laughs> I was like, this guy, this must have been a lot of work. Dude. Was it crazy to have to draw so many in-house people so often in one series?
2: Yeah, I just pulled out my old George Perez comics
1: and was like, Channel George, he knows how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> From that series, I want to keep talking about Wands a little bit, do you have a favorite character or favorite sequence that, as an artist, was either fun for you to draw, challenging for you to draw, or maybe even a bitch for you to draw that you're like, Ugh, that, I remember that. Um, I think there
2: was one scene where there was a meeting between all the heads of the evil families. Mm -hmm. And there were some little details with hand signals on the table and everything and I just wasn't quite getting that worked out right so I threw the entire two page sequence out started over from scratch
1: and you did that a lot during this series right as well as uh, made replacement panels for pages that you'd already theoretically finished right yeah I would get done
2: and go I could have done a better job at A, B or C and just go back and
1: patch in as an artist do you think you are a fast working artist to be able to allow yourself that time to do that? Or oh, were you doing no. that like in the middle? Of <laughs> I'm
2: excruciatingly slow <laughs> as an artist. Well, there is so much detail, in, yeah. at, at least in that book for specifically, there's so much detail. And I had forgotten this until someone reminded me recently. I was also the cover artist for Wonder Woman at the time doing a painting every month. So I'm penciling, inking my own book, painting covers for my own book, and painting covers for Wonder
1: and redrawing, redrawing, redrawing. Yeah. Um, when I got into comics, I got into comics really hard, and I was in my mm-hmm. mid to late twenties. And I won a game show, so I had all this extra. Wait, what game show? Wipeout, where you're like run and do the obstacle course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I had all this extra money that I could spend on nerd stuff, and I got into collecting art. And and I have a page from the big firefight at the end in the, the layer where Wesley's uh-huh. in full costume without the mass shooting. I have a page from that sequence, which was one of the first pages I ever got. I also have, when they go to the other universe to get the kryptonite condom, Yes, I have a full <laughs> page that you redrew. So I have the original, which I think I would love to show that to you at some point, because you, re- you I think the pose in the unpublished one is more exciting. You change the angle so we see Wesley from in the back. Yeah. in the published one the one I have we see him shooting straight up kind of almost at camera and I was I, I actually I bought it from a dealer who then said he reached out to you to authenticate it to make sure that it was indeed a real page but like I have I examples of that page. Yes. Well, I page yeah.
2: well I don't know if, do you remember why only, specifically yeah I changed it there was something about just the way it, it was reading I went for clarity instead of cool I guess
1: that makes sense yeah. once in a while you Love have it. to they were on my wall for years I still have them but I rotate my art around. Yeah, I do the same it's fantastic. thing. fantastic. I mean, it's just, and that yours for real, I think you were one of the first four pages I ever had. You, you had two, so thank you for nice. that. Nice, thank you. Um, yeah, and then the trade, the I'm trade. I'm sure I spent that money poorly. I spent my wipeout monies poorly, so we're in the same club. Um, I remember when Wanted was announced to be a motion picture. Yeah. And then I saw, started to see all the names attached to that. What was that like for you when you start seeing those gears turning and, and those those balls start rolling heading towards a film? Um, well, obviously I was off
2: doing a different book at that point. Sure, It was a lot of fun. You know, I, it was one of the first independent comic book movies that actually was getting made, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my favorite comic book movie of all time is Road to Perdition. A lot of people don't know that Sure, was absolutely. A um, so when we were kind of getting the deal together, it was really exciting. It's like, ooh. And this is before comic book movies were a thing. I mean, there, yeah. there were a couple, but a couple, not like now. It's not, like, not like now. Yeah. And I sort of feel like they were a little afraid of the material because they really changed so much of it um, in the film. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So you're not, you weren't pro all those changes? You wish they had kept a little bit more true to the source material? Well, you, you, I feel two how, ways
2: about it. Okay, yeah. They paid their nickel for the property. Sure, sure, sure. So they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't what we did. For sure. And I think it would have been a lot of fun if they just trusted the original material and gone for it. But, you know, Hollywood is odd, an oddly conservative place. You know, they don't want to spend yeah. millions of dollars and then
1: lose their shirts. And that book, that, that book, I mean, as a movie, that would be a hard R if you just did it straight uh, as right. is. But you could, right. I think you could make it, especially now you'd get pushback from many different groups and yep. possibly justifiably so. Everyone's allowed their say, right? Right. But I feel like you could make that movie. So here's what we're going to do. Let's cast that movie right now. Mm. All right? Mm. We'll go over a couple characters and we'll talk about who we think... Contemporary audiences would get a kick out of seeing playing those characters, right? So we got.
2: Well, first, I'd rather see it as a uh, streaming.
1: Okay. Than a a series, as opposed to a
2: film. I think it'd work better. Well, because you'd have a lot more
1: space to tell the story, right? You could open it up and
2: introduce all those weird characters.
1: First episode ends where Fox meets up with Wesley for the first time, right? Right. Cut to credits. Oh, that would be bam. uh, uh, uh. All right, perfect. Netflix? Are you watching Hulu? Are you watching? (laughs) All right. So Wesley is our kind of dorky character for the first issue and then he gets told that he's going to be this ultra assassin super villain so then he plays this ultra cool guy right you drew him very specifically right yeah you want to talk about that for a second um who was that your idea or mark's idea marks okay straight up he
2: um pretty much every character he would tell me i see him as this actor or that actor okay from hollywood so it made it easy for me to immediately
1: visualize what he had in mind okay um, and Wesley, we ha- you drew uh, Wesley as? Eminem. The rapper Eminem. And it's spot on. Don't Emin- sue me, please. Hey, even my dad was like, are you reading an <laughs> Eminem comic book? <laughs> All right. So here we are. It's 2023. If me and you were making that movie today, are you still casting Eminem? Or are you thinking to cast uh, an actor or a different personality as that character? Um... Who's the kid that's in Dune? Um, oh, I could see. I know. I know you're talking. The, the main character in yeah, Dune. Yeah, yeah. What was that guy's name? Timothy. Yeah, Timothy okay. Chalamet would right. be perfect. Why do you think he would be a good pick for that?
2: Because he could do the nerd part really well, and it's sort of the story of Dune. You know, sure. The kind of nerd, introverted guy gets uh, switched on and blows up the world. Love it. Okay. All right. So he's
1: cast. Yep. Who is going to be Fox?
2: Mm, Fox is harder. It's got to be someone with a really good sense of humor.
1: She's got to be... Fox is already in the assassin fraternity. She is sexy. She can be your best friend or your lover. She can manipulate you or she could just fucking kill you, right? Yep. Oh, okay. Who, who are we going here?
0: Charlize Theron.
2: Charlize,
1: Rumi says oh, Charlize Theron. yeah. You are
2: right on. 100%. You think so? I'm going Vivica Fox.
1: I think Viv- Vivica Fox is a little old, but I think she could do it. Always loved her. Right? Always loved her. Right? I've never seen her do anything bad. Right. But it, that's a, you're right. It is a tougher role. Like, Wesley is way more black and white, right? Yep. Okay. So, Vivica Fox or you're going with Viv- Vivica Fox or you're going with Charlize Theron? I'm going with Charlize. Okay. I hope you have the budget because I think she's going to cost more than Vivica, right? Well, is Mark paying for the movie as well as our trip to Scotland? We're casting <laughs> as if we had all the money okay, cool. in the world. Right, so, Charlize is uh, so she signed on. Yep, here's one that I've given a lot of thought to. What do you think about the professor? So, the professor is one of like the heads of the five families of this fraternity. He is a genius. He is like a not a nice villain, but he is portrayed as a not antagonistic character and he's almost like a father figure to Wesley who kind of takes him under yep. his wing, shows him the ropes, so he He's gotta be kind of an empathetic good guy, bad guy, right? Yeah. Alright. So who, who, who could we do for that? I'm playing him. Alright, that beats my suggestion. Okay. <laughs> now let's hear yours. I'm thinking Ian Holm. Oh yeah. Right? Great. Wouldn't he do that? Wouldn't he perfectly you right I don't on. know if he meant drew like I'm thinking of the cover, the, the painted cover. Looks just like him. And by my, I could see him with that and I would give him the hair. I and everything. love him.
2: He's one of those guys that'll watch anything. Ever that see he him does. do a bad
1: role, right? No, never, never, never. And he's done some really good stuff. So I think he would be fantastic as that. Good call. Um, All right. Here's a good one that I'm not sure. Fuckwit. Fuckwit was essentially the Bizarro type character, right? And he wasn't so much a, well, he was kind of like a clone, but he was severely handicapped. Yes. He had some, uh, played for issues. Yeah, he's not really played for laughs. He's a very sympathetic character in one scene. But I think a very important part, I think that's one of those things that even today we would have to cut. They would let you get away with the blood and the gore more than let us put Fuckwit in the movie, right? What are you thinking about Batista? Okay, go on. Why do you think? For with.
2: Yeah, yeah. Why, why? Why Why do you feel like that would be a good match? Just because he can play that kind of stone. Um... Oh, yeah. Well, he's a big guy. Sure. And he can be the opposite of loquacious. Sure. And I think that's... I wouldn't have thought of him
1: for a second. Did you? He just was in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Did you see that? Not yet. It's on my list. You know what it's about, right? He acts in that way more than I've ever seen. And I cared about his character. And I never would have thought that watching Guardians and some of the other things that he's been in, I've seen him be a heavy or a tough. Right. I never would have thought that him getting choked up. I don't know that I got choked up, but I felt for his character. Yeah. So I think that scene of him being beat gets beaten to death. Oh, you're good at this. <laughs> you're good at this. I almost always um,
2: find a lot of sympathy in his roles.
1: Yeah. And I I, I didn't see that until I watched this most recent yeah. Shyamalan movie, which it is what it is. It's a Shyamalan movie, but check it check it out because it's I think it's worth it. Just for his performance, actually, I will. All right, who so so we got them. Who else is up, uh, Mr. Rictus? Hmm, who's Mr. Rictus? I know who Hollywood would cast for him, and I think they would do it. I think he would do a good job, but I don't want that because he's in everything. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold that, I'll tease you with that. You tell me what. Let's let's think of who else could do it. Um, I think Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill,
2: great, yeah. Ooh. Mark Hamill would do it just nail it because he's
1: already already done the Joker. Sure. That's interesting. And I think he could, and I think he would, from what I understand about him, I think he'd jump at the chance for that kind of character. My concern, if we're the producers, my concern would be he's going to do it too Joker-esque, whereas Mr. Rictus was more venomous and uh, like a snake in the grass, mm. right? He walked in and you kill you or do whatever, but he's not going to do it so theatrical like the Joker. So I'm thinking that Giancarlo Esposito is who Hollywood would cast immediately, because he's but he's in everything. And I think... I think he would right. do a fantastic job, but I'm thinking Jeremy Irons would be. F- oh, I think that would be, be cool, great. right? I love be him. I just had another one too, but I forgot. Jeremy Irons, I think, would do a really good job. And then I had another one, but I lost it. So Jeremy Iron, <laughs> Jeremy Irons, you're cast. Well, what do you think, Jeremy Irons? Oh, I'm Giancarlo down. Esposito? I'm down. Yep. What do you think about Jeremy Giancarlo? Irons? Yeah. Jeremy
2: Irons, all the way. And I also That's think, From what call. I know about
1: him, I think he would love that. Don't you think he would be like? Did you see him in uh, Watchmen when he was in the Watchmen yeah, TV show? I thought. I loved him. It's not my. I osmiteous. loved the show. He did a great job. It was yeah. fantastic. The show was fantastic. I did not think that's where it was going, but like no. So Watchmen, if you're watching, we love that show, and we have another idea for another HBO show. <laughs> We've already done like a lot of the work, right? Well, I think um,
2: I think the property, all of Mark's properties, are at Netflix now, right? Mm-hmm. So
1: hey, come on, Netflix—it's it's there, it's it, it's ready to go. And I I do think that that I guess here's another interesting idea, right? Where the comic books cinematic arena was in when that wanted film was made versus where that arena lies now, I think you could have more fun making that movie the way you guys wrote and drew it now. I think you could make that movie technologically. It would be easier to do it. I think uh, there would be people who would go see it just because it was a comic book movie, even if they didn't know it from the comic book. Right. I think um, think society, the American society at least would be more into it right now as the book. If, If the film was as the book, Than they would have been back then, I think, right?
2: I think so. Um, Proof of your thesis is uh, the boys. Sure, absolutely. You know, nobody would have thought they would have had the balls to do that. And I didn't think it would be that popular.
1: I thought it'd be very niche, and then like a couple people, the people who liked it would like it. But no, they're. I mean, they've got a wide audience, right? Much wider than I would have guessed.
2: Yeah, if you did a a straight wanted from the book, now everybody would think it's derivative of the boys.
1: Absolutely, that's true. That level of
2: over the top ridiculous, silly violence.
1: But who did it first?
2: Um. Well, technically... Well, not before you been... One it was written first. <laughs> One it was written first. But Garth is an old pal of mine. And, yeah. you know, I love his stuff from so long. Time. Well, we could
1: keep talking about this forever. I, I, I could keep talking. I don't know if you're getting bored. But let me ask you two <laughs> more quick ones. Sure. What else? We're, 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 we're putting the finishing touches on our movie here. Whether it's casting, whether it's a shooting location, whether it's a scene from the comics, or maybe even a scene that was not in the comics. What is something that, like you said, if this is unlimited budget and we are in charge, what are you gonna make sure is in that movie? Hmm. Person, it could be a line from the book. It could be a sh- uh, you know a shot that you composited. Whatever you want, what is gonna be in that book for uh, that movie for sure? I don't know. I don't have anything. I just say follow the script and you'll be fine. Is there? Oh, conversely, is there the anything in that book that you're like, ah, oh, we don't really need? In retrospect, we don't really need that. We can cut that part out.
2: I thought it was a perfect book. I agree. <laughs> (laughs) So I'm going to talk to you about it. When I got this script, you know, I read through it and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty much just right. Yeah? We're good. Did And when you guys were
1: making it, was there anything else that either, it was Top Cow, right? Yeah. Was there anything Top that Cow. Top Cow didn't allow in or that you and Mark decided for something that was there on the table for a minute, but didn't make it to the page? Was there any anything that you remember like that? Top Cow was wide open on that whole thing. Yeah? You know, like
2: just, you know, write what you want to write and JG will draw it mm-hmm. and we're off to the races. That's
1: awesome, man. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Jones. Of you let us know, let our listeners know, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where can we find out what you have going on in the future? Oh, sure.
2: Um, I'm on Instagram, obviously. Um, still on the old Fox book. Um, and if anybody wants to see my original work, it's
1: EssentialSequential.com. And you guys know them because we talk with them all the time. Yep. We interview you. you got a great stable here. Jason kills it with that, and he's so helpful setting yep. up our interviews. Guys, you could follow us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at launchpad Pod, or at our website launchpadpod.com. There's one more thing we have to do. Yes, sir. And because you're a brother of the fraternity, the evil supervillain fraternity. I'm going to show you. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to show you the Launchpad Podcast secret handshake. You ready? Whoa. All right. So we come in sideways like this and go. Whoops, then we invert our hands like rocket ships, okay. and then we blast off with a raspberry. Ready? We'll do it. <laughs> I love it and Lunch, it's a good logo right that's my boy right there Aaron McLean, designing all of our stuff way to go Eric Lunchpad Podcast Comic Con 2023 that
0: was a good one man it was really fun I love hypothesizing who you're gonna cast in that's like back from the old like Wizard Magazine days you remember like yeah. the oh Wizards, wow like, yeah who would you cast and like from oh man that that, that that's, that's so much fun you could do, and he was the, he was that. a
1: producer on the movie. Now I don't know at what level they had him producing at, but he was a producer, so he was involved in the production of the film. Yeah. So I was worried that he'd be like, "Well, it was good as it was," and I can't, or or that he just wouldn't want to say what he felt about it. But he seemed to know that, like the movie was fine, but it wasn't his book, no. and it was cool. Like you know, when we talk <sighs> to some of these guys. I always wonder how much of it they remember. Yeah. But I guess like me and you, we remember movies that we worked on. 15 years ago, you know, like I remember things. I might not remember everything, but I certainly remember stories and things. And if you were to say to me, Hey, you did the blood on this and this, and you had blood shoot out of that guy's eye. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I, I might not have remembered that, but now because you're saying it, I do remember saying, you know, doing it. And I feel like he was cool with that. Cause he remembered so many things from the book and the, the movie and the characters. It was really fun to actually talk with him. Like you said, and recast that I've never gotten to do that with somebody before. I think this was a good, a good creator and a good movie to do it with.
0: He 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 played along really well. Yeah. That it could have been a disaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I was terrified that it was going to be a disaster. I'm I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you that game. Cause I'm terrible with people's names. And I'd be like, who do you want to cast as, as this guy? And I'd be like that one dude in that movie who, you know, I feel
1: like we did do this once or something similar once with someone and it wasn't working as well. Like I don't, I think we probably <laughs> cut it out. I can't remember who it was. But I remember we went into it and you were like, uh, this could be bad. And I was like, if it's bad, we cut it. And I think we cut it because whoever we were talking to Didn't was know not anybody. playing yeah. along. They yeah, were they're not like, really I don't getting know. into it.
0: I don't really care. And you're like, all right, fine, fine, dude. But <laughs> J.G. Jones played along. J.J. Jones is cool. Uh, I think this would be a good candidate for one of those like DC animated movie styles. Like, do it, do it as an animation, do it as an adult like animation that mm-hmm. is like super violent. And that way I think you can get away with like a lot of the, um, characters that they have in it and a lot of the, You know, like, it's kind of along the lines of what um, the Harley Quinn TV show, the cartoon...
1: I was going to say Invincible. Look at what they got away with Invincible, right? Yeah. There's a couple sex things in Wanted that I bet you wouldn't fly as a animated. You know, they're they're a little bit harder than Harley Quinn. But I don't think they're essential to the plot. So I think if you took those out, Invincible was fucking destroying people. People were getting obliterated into mist. So I feel like you could easily do the violence aspect of this book, which I think is a very... I want to say important but it's an important part of the book right it's a very stylistic thing
0: oh yeah oh man well this is fun guys what do you think about Wanted big a fan of the movie did you see the movie first or big a fan of the comic book which one did you see first I I think that's really important it's kind of like a lot of things like that if you saw this first it's better Uh, let us know hit us up social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter and YouTube Launchpad Pod on our website launchpadpod.com Rumi only one thing left for us to do that's curve bullets shoot each other in the face yeah Ready? One, two, three. We're the Rocketeers and we are out.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three.